All right, party people, what's up? Yes, yes, yo, you don't stop. Big John and Mono coming to rock the short shot. What's up? Yo, Friday is the best, right? Reaching out to some of your friends, man. And Mono, all can aside, not only are you one of the goats in, in the Twitter streets, in the industry itself, do I really think you and I have kind of become friends? And you are one of the cooler dudes. You're one of the cooler dudes I've met. I mean, you're really like a sweet guy. You're a sharp guy. And I, I know one of the reasons you and I have always kind of aligned, you really do care about good content, helping people not just win, but understand. Mono, what's up? It's at monotone football with the underscore, but one L on the football, dude. I'm used to make that mistake all the time. So promote your stuff, Stu. Say what's up to the crew. It's rip ready and roaring in the comments already, of course. All the crazy all the crazies are out on Fridays, man. Go ahead. <laughs> No, yeah, I'm super excited to be here. I appreciate it. Yeah, you can find all my stuff over at Monotone Football, covering a couple sports right now. It'll just be MLB in a couple days, right? We're finally going to be done with the NBA. We can put all of our attention. You can also find me over. I'm a social producer now over at BMR as well. I accepted that job yesterday. So if you want to go follow Bookmakers Review, you'll see a little bit more of me posting my own kind of content and hopefully bringing guys like John over there. I got hired a day ago and I'm already trying to bring all my friends over because like you said, I really do care about good content. Yep. I care about building a good community. I know that's what you're doing here. And hopefully, you know, some of your guys follow us over to Pass the Prop. It's just an hour after your show and you've been on it before. I think you can attest. It's pretty cool. Yes, everybody, make sure that you're following Stu. I was so – dude, it's funny. I know you guys were a little bummed because you had to run the show early. I was super stoked because I was actually able to jump into the show. So, like, you know, I don't just talk it. We live it. And, when you you know, you guys are my types of guys, man. It's, it's really – not saying the weeds, but it, I think it really takes that, right? In order to make money in this market, you got to be paying attention. And – you know, I've, I've myself, I've had to open up beyond the good. But first, I was like, I just bet sides, you know. It's very difficult to do that. Those markets are so incredibly sharp. And now, with something like F5s even, the books, they keep changing. They go from 0.5 to plus, 1 plus 5. Uh, and then what I've noticed also, the new one, these, these efforts at DraftKings, they won't allow you to parlay a money line with a total. Like, you can't go Yankees plus over in the same game. That's never been considered a same game. Game parlay. So, first of all, you know we're on to something. When the books are pushing up against the work we do, unlike, you know, when they're putting out commercials, NFRI, no run first inning. How do you know if your bet is plus EV or not when the book hides it, right? Our our bets are hidden and their bets are on the front page. <laughs> right? And then, dude, that's, so if you're doing these like parlay boosters and this nerfy thing and you think somebody talking about trends, yo, no, no run first innings, 10 and 2 in the last day. If you think that matters, Yo, the door is over there. Please, there's plenty of smart people here. We honestly don't need that. All right, enough of that. More of this. Rate, review, and subscribe. Man, as the show goes on, I think I'm getting meaner, Stu. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just getting – dude, it's not about that. Just I'm getting comfortable and trying to be honest, right? Because that's, that's what it is, man. You know, I am a nice guy. I do really care about everybody. But at the same time, gosh, there's so much crappy content that misleads people and stuff. We're just going to do the opposite. Jeff L., Fire Sports, Damani S., Matt Up. My God, the crew is just up. Let's do some baseball stuff. All right, first up – it's the elephants on beach balls. Oakland Athletics going to Miami to face Edward Cabrera. Stu, I had Hogan Heroes was supposed to go in today, but he's not. They're actually going to go with Shintaro Fujinama. And I guess whenever you have a chance to start a pitcher with a 12 ERA and a two whip, you know, I guess you I guess you do that. Right. I guess you push, I guess you push that guy to the four. I mean, right now it's such a disaster for the A's. I think that you really want to be looking at the other side, right? So Cabrera, heavy favorite, minus 190. We know he's got the goods, but he walks a ton of batters. Right now, the Miami offense has kind of been really good. So do you go with just the listen, these when it's Oakland, it's whether or not you think Oakland's gonna score. Right now, it's a, that's a tough bet. And then it's whether or not you think they're even gonna come close. 
Do you like anything? I've been finding the crazy walks are the thing that get you in trouble. So it, what do you got? Is it a run line? Is it an over? Or is it nothing at all? Oh, my God, man. We're starting out. This is Walk City right here. Fuji yeah. versus Cabrera. <laughs> I mean, if you had to have a game total over walks and you could only pick two pitchers in baseball, these legitimately might be the guys. Now, Fuji is only opening right now. That's the report. Harris is going to come take him over. The question is, Fuji has been pretty good out of the bullpen and obviously terrible as a starter. If he has a 13-pitch first inning, why do you take this guy out, right? I feel if Fuji's rolling, I think they might let him go three, four. It just depends, obviously. And as we've seen, as a starter, he's walking like four guys in outings. So for me, it's really kind of hard to nail down the side. I do like the Marlins, obviously, in this matchup with Cabrera being so strong. And I do like really powerful strikeout pitchers against inexperienced lineups, right? This Athletics is a young learning team that's kind of just been put out there. It's, you know, quadruple A, some people are calling them. So I think Cabrera's stuff is going to play. I think the strikeouts are going to be there. There. But man, there's just so many unknowns in this game. So many walk opportunities. It definitely yeah. pushed me off batter props. I'm leaning Marlins, but I, I really don't have a strong take. And I see my guy Matt in the chat right here taking some so shots at Fuji. <laughs> Listen, he's got some nasty stuff. I know you look at the stuff yeah. a lot times i mean the, he just can't get it over the plate and this is a guy right. he took a year off of professional baseball in japan because he couldn't find the plate he retired because he was walking too many guys in japan and then came over to the united states i'm not sure what we thought would be different obviously i think the marlins definitely take the first five in this one but there are a lot of factors at play it's kind of a tough one to handicap for me yeah, for me, it's, it's it's the price that kind of makes it not so sexy. Minus 180 is just so juiced up that yeah. I think you have to look for the – you probably have to look for the full game cover. And, again, there's no reason to not – to be afraid of that with Oakland. The bullpen is, like, historically – like, historically bad. I know we brushed past it, but check it out. This is, these are real numbers. 235 innings, which would be the equivalent of a really big kind of starting pitcher season. 6-2-3 ERA, 1-6 whip, 4% K minus walk. One and a half home run per nine. I mean, it's just the worst thing you ever heard. You know, like that would earn you a demotion. What are you going to demote? You know, demote 11 guys? You can't demote 11 guys. So for the time being, Miami's actually swinging this stick. They probably do cover it up, but I didn't land on that one. All right, next up, it's the Cardinals. I'll tell you what spoiler alert people like. Burying the lead, although it's a little boring. I For all the action, I don't have a lot of plays today. And you know what? I, I, I'm kind of... I found myself almost trying to force it, Stu. Something that I've heard you talk about doing a lot. You know, we do a lot of content creation. And you have to give plays sometimes. So not that, you know, you get on that edge and be like, ah, I like it, but I don't love it. I got a lot of that. I got a lot of that today. So also one more thing. We want to keep an eye on that that total uh, K-prop, the leader for the day. Coop wrote it up. Brian Rose was mentioning it the other day. Now I'm looking at it, people. So I'm going to try and talk through the strikeout stuff. And when we have the a potential for big strikeout guys, we're going to put those guys in the back of our mind. Because just for an example, I mean, Bailey Ober is 100 to 1 to lead the day in strikeouts. Just to give you an idea. Like, I mean, 100 to 1 is only 30 pitches going, and one of them is Fujinami. All right, next up. So it's Flaherty and the Redbirds, minus 140 favorites against Pittsburgh and Rowanzi Contreras. This is another one. Walk City, both of these guys with double-digit walk rates. Both of the ear rays over four. Both of the whips over 1.4. The thing is, Flaherty, I think he's starting to get it together. Player props Avant, the other half of, of the prop show up in the house. What's up, Jay Bird? You know, this is a tough one, too, because you got to be careful trying to pile on a guy like Flaherty, knowing about the potential. Again, I think he's more on the direction of getting it right. 
One of the plays I wanted was I wanted to go with the Rowanzi Contreras walk prop, yep. but I'm not sure about the workload, right? They skipped him the last time out and he didn't, he only threw 25 pitches. So I don't know if he's going to get the full workload. I don't know if he's going to throw 85 pitches. So this one also, I found myself really kind of, I just found myself kind of cold on because I guess I like Flaherty. The St. Louis offense right now looks really bad. Pittsburgh is actually hitting for average. Does anything stick out for you? Again, you're going to find me on the fence almost all day today. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could give you a real confident thing right here. You know, I'm big in the batter props, the hitter props, and seeing these extremely high walk rates really kind of pushed me away. And like you said, neither of these offenses are really striking out enough for me to, you know, jump on either side here. So I like Ronzi a lot, and I do like the walks, but it's exactly what you said with the workload. It's really hard to go out there. There's so many games today, right? There's so many games today. And for me to bet on a guy that might throw – 30 to 60 instead of a full outing yep. that's terrible and at the end of the day i don't need to do that a lot of great games yeah skip this one for me yeah yeah i'm with you although i do want to point out one super of course you know you hang out with guys like Stu, mono dropping dimes the first one already dude is that walk walks let's put it right so let's call it patience let's call it lack a lack of aggressive approach whatever you want to call it is the easiest way to get screwed over in property in, in, in hitter props and it's something that I've had to learn kind of the hard way. Yo, Juan Soto is plus 155, and this guy struggles against lefties. Well, guess what? He's going to go 0 for 1 with five walks. And you're like, ah. Oh. And you you know what? You can't believe it, but you got to believe it. And, again, that really does happen a lot. Also, something I've noticed on that picture sheet, if anyone's into it, you can follow me up on Twitter, at John Legaze, and the pin tweet will take you to Sharpener. It's open. It's free. You can DM me. It's open. It's free. No one cares. But the picture sheet, I think, is really worth it because I've been putting a lot of these prop-specific statistics to. One of them is ball percentage, which I have found is more effective than walk rate. And mm -hmm. then to what you're saying is splitting lefty and righty, but making sure that I put the walk rates, also the K and walk rates. I was only putting OPS at first, and OPS gets you in trouble because OPS includes walks. So a pitcher could have this crazy OPS, and you find that it's not quite what you think. So again, Stu, thank you for dropping dimes, getting me back on track. Let's do it. It's the Philadelphia Phillies. Zach Wheeler, minus 180 favorites going to Washington, and you know, this is, we, the national, the Washington Nationals, like you were saying, this is our team. This is, if this, this show had a team, it's the Washington Nationals. Besides the fact they've won us a lot of money this year, and I think the public is way too low on them. All kidding aside, this is exactly the kind of team that I really do like. I, they're, they're scrappy. They actually hit. They kind of get shit on. Again, the odds are always in their favor. One of the two days I like to bet on them, too, is when Josiah Gray is on the bump. But it's Zach Wheeler, who's also been really good, 3-6 ERA, but all the indicators are really good, 5% walk, 77 zone contact. He's been a lot better than I think even the stats say. Josiah Gray, is. I feel like he's getting better every bit, but he's still walking a lot of guys. Is this one of the days we could go after Washington? The odds are always so juicy. Get him at plus 150. You can even get the half run F5 plus money. That was the bet I was on the fence on. Talk to me, Stu. Yeah, I mean, I got a lot to say. I'm a big Nats fan. I'm glad they're doing you a lot um, this season so far, obviously. The problem, this the, the Nola-Wheeler combo is so bad for Washington because both of those guys do the same kind of consistent thing where they get deep into the game. They don't rely too much on the strikeout. They're great pitchers. They can get you out on the ground. And we know Washington's going to make contact. They go up there. They don't strike out. If they score, it's more likely that they hit four singles than a home run most times, right? But when you look at the weather today, it is the hottest day of the year in the District of Columbia right now. 91 degrees at game time down there. And you're telling me Josiah Gray is going up against 
against a team of guys that pretty much hit beach balls off of him last season. I love my Nationals, but this isn't a spot that I like them in. I've already taken Bryce Harper to hit a home run. That was plus 300 last night. It's down to plus 290. It's not a price I love, but it's one that I am willing to pay. You can also go to total bases right here. The walks are a concern, especially with a guy like Josiah Gray. I don't need to tell you that. But the thing for me, right, I could tell you this is about Bryce Harper perfectly matches up with Josiah Gray's split, like splits, right? I could tell you that's what I like about it. I could tell you it's the weather. But at the end of the day, I like the revenge angle. I like the narrative. I'm good with throwing a little bit of that into my betting process. I don't know how you feel about that, but so far this year in game one, I bet Josh Bell earlier this year in his first game back in DC, home run. Bet Juan Soto in his first game back, home run. I'm perfectly willing to lay $100 in all three games of this series on Bryce Harper to hit a home run. Feeling pretty comfortable. He gets me back my ROI over those three games. Not sure if it happens. Not sure if you're going to hate on me for this little added narrative right here, but I think Harper has a good game, and I think the whole Phillies offense has a good game. Muted. I think that ballpark is a good hitting environment in general. So, yeah, you know, that's something we talk about also. Hitting environment really matters. Another good way to get stung is to not know where you're hitting and, you know, look for righty home runs in Baltimore and stuff like that. You know, it's sometimes it's yeah. as simple as that. Matt W. up in the chat, you know, again, people, after you rate, review, and subscribe, you know, you got to subscribe. You got to get the notification bell on. The chat here is as plus EV as any other comment section I've been across. Matty W. got Washington first five team total over one and a half. First of all, that's my favorite bet of the entire year. I don't, I didn't get to it quite today. He also has Josiah Gray over two and a half walks. That one I did post. Jay, could you drop that one first? Can we get that one? I'm going to put a five on that. So give me Josiah Gray at two and a half walks. I said I wanted to keep an eye on the strikeouts. Wheeler has the strikeout stuff, but Washington is not that team. Not that team at all. Number one in strikeouts, last 500 plate appearances, 17% K. Number one in swinging strike, and they're also top three in zone contact. So let's we're going to pass that on Zach Wheeler. But we are going to come up with a couple of names here. You know, this is the Brian Rose day. This one is one of my favorite followers here. And this is what this show is all about being interactive. Like, I don't just, oh, it's me, me, me. Like, it's a sponge. You know, we kind of give and take. So I really do love that stuff. All right, next up. It's the Rays, the Flatfish of Florida, Tyler Glassdown. There's a strikeout guy. Going to Boston and the Red Laundry against Garrett Whitlock. You, know, you can't really do anything with the Glassdown numbers, right? He only pitched four to third. The ERA is six. He gave up a three-run homer. You know what I'm saying? You can't worry about that. He struck out 42% of batters, walked only five. So you got to think that you're getting ace-style performance. <clears throat> I think the big concern would be workload, of course. Boston Red Sox. The offense really struggling, 235 team BA, 301 team OBP, last 500 PAs, 82 WRC+. All the strikeout stuff kind of in the middle, they're not really chasing. That's the other thing I've been looking at. I mentioned using the ball percentage. I've had a lot of success, and I've only started betting walk props about it for a week now, and we've had a lot of success mixing walk ball percentage with chase rates. Seem to be like the two things that I'm like, you know, it's intuitive, but it's not – people always look at K and walk, and like those are maybe not as – descriptive as I want it to be. So well, I want to keep an eye on Glass now for that K lead, you know, just because it could be anybody. He's at 12 to 1. 12 to 1, you know, he struck out, what, eight guys in those four innings. So he's probably considered, but maybe I'm worried about the workload. Again, man, I'm, like, so stuck here. Still, I'm, like, the most boring handicapper on earth right here. I got nothing. I'm looking at my algo score. It's, like, totally tied. I really don't have much. So you got anything? Can we, can we get something to bet on? 
Yeah, I do have some bets in this game, actually. And I will say, too, Glasnow was really good first time against up the order last time. Right? He was striking out Freeman, Martinez, everyone. He gave up a homer to Muncie, I believe, in the second. But first time through the order was really good. It just kind of went a little bit downhill second time through that Dodgers order. And to be honest, I, I did see, I don't know if this is still available, if under 16 and a half outs is still available today. I saw my guy prop bet guy put that out last night. That is an amazing spot. I mean, this is the most cautious team in baseball. These guys weren't letting McClanahan make it out the fifth inning at the end of last year. So they are notorious for having that reputation of protecting their guys. They have an absolute stud out there on the mound. There's no need for him to go six, seven innings out there tonight, right? This is slowly getting him back in the pace of things. So I do like that pitching outs. I see it's 16. Yes, yeah, so you got to pay some juice, maybe a parlay piece right there. Okay. The I will say the bet that I do really like in this game, though, it's on the other side. I'm on Yandy Diaz today, and I really do like Yandy Diaz. I split my bet in half. I went over one and a half total bases, minus 110, and then I went over one and a half hits, because obviously we know Yandy Diaz, at plus 150. So I do like splitting my bet. I wish the two hits was a little bit better. I've been enjoying that market a lot recently, especially with these kind of contact kind of batters. But, I mean, I love Yandy today. Just if you look at his baseball savant page, right, you'll see over 96 percentile and pretty much every stat you want xba x slug average exit velocity hard hit percentage and x woba as for the matchup against whitlock great numbers against his pitch split minus or 0.311 and 413 versus or xba versus the sinker sweeper combo right here whitlock has been much worse versus right-handed batters this year while diaz has been much better versus right-handed pitchers it kind of clicked everything on my list the pitch split um numbers are absolutely amazing i think diaz has a great game and hey he had a multi-game against them earlier this season in their first matchup so i'm loving yandy diaz in this one yeah that one really popped off the page uh, yandy doesn't get really get the respect he should just to put some context on a whitlock 308 batting average allowed to righties 880 ops 17 homer nine and more importantly more importantly only a five percent walk rate to righty so again this is where where you have my full like that's a full endorsement because that last piece do i'm telling you was constantly getting me in trouble you'd see even with yep. yo a 300 batting average but the walk rate could be like some of these weird splits are bad. 18% walk rate, right? Because you see 15 total, but it's three to one side and 18 to the other side or whatever. So yep. again, that's a really that's all really sharp stuff. Again, man, I'm just I'm like I'm going to the window. I got all this money and I got nothing to bet on. Next up, it's the Bluebirds. These are just not my style of games. I don't like to bet on these games. It's the Blue Jays and Chris Bassett. Plus 120 favorites, uh, plus 120 dogs going to the Let's Go Mets Go and Justin Verlander minus 130. You know, generally, man, the old school better than me says, if you get a chance to get Justin Verlander at minus 130, you probably just bet on him and just go away. You know what I mean? And hope that you win. Uh, again, Bassett's been really good. We've seen up and, you know, a little bit down at the beginning of the season that he went on a sick run. Now I think he's going to more correct, you know, so as of late, right, the three ERA over the last month, but. He's had his struggles, excuse me, as well, in particular on the road where he's pitching today, 275 BA, 900 OPS, 545 ERA, plus 5 XFIP on the road for Bassett going up against Verlander, who now he's starting to get things going, and I think we're getting the old men that we thought. Mets offense starting to get it going, but the Blue Jays are starting to rock and roll with the sticks, man. I I guess 130 is fair enough to get a guy like Verlander, but I haven't, in in this environment, Stu, right, with, with hitting being up, and I'm a pitching guy. Dude, I spent enough already. I've lost enough chasing pitching this this season. That for me, it's like you have to hit. And you yeah. need to look to avoid mashing teams. So it's not just like I'm afraid of the Blue Jays because I will go up against them. But I'd like to hit them during a down sine wave and not 
right now, like, you know, the Blue Jays are top three in batting average, OBP, OPS, plus K rate, swinging strike. So with the 353 team Woba, 126 WRC plus, and their top five in X Woba last 30 against righties. Does that mean Verlander doesn't get to him? No, he's the GOAT, you know? But, like, I, I just can't get with this one. I'm telling you, I got I got a blank ticket today. Talk to us, too. The Mets are the they're, they're probably the hardest team for me to cap in the league right now. I mean, to yeah. even just twice a week getting questions about Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander is so tough because we know the elite upside is there. But these are guys that are at the end of their careers. It's almost feeling like if the stuff is there, they're going to cook. If the stuff isn't there, they're not going to. And it's very hard for us as analysts. We like to point to key indicators, right? We find stats that we love. We find little you know patterns that we like to take advantage of. There are no patterns with these guys. They're just older retiring absolute studs that every once in a while will give you you know a dime of an outing but there's a lot of week-to-week inconsistency there which makes it so hard for me now combine that with the Mets offense oh you never know what you're getting with these guys it almost reminds me of the twins a little bit where like half the time you get nine guys strike out you get the walks are still there sometimes but the consistent contact isn't so I don't have a bet in this one. I, I, I like fading the Basset Hound at times. It's a good nickname, solid pitcher right there. But, you know, it's it's a no bet for me, unfortunately. I really wish I could get the Mets a little bit better this year. Yeah, I mean, he and he showed us straight-up domination. You know, Bassett was like one of the best pitchers in the game for a month. So you say to yourself, do I really want that kind of aggravation while I go up against – because, again, we've all been there, right? The game starts, and now it doesn't matter what you bet. It doesn't matter what the odds are where you're locked in. You don't want to see that do up Vlad Guerrero, Bo Bichette. Like that's not what you're looking for. You know, we again, we we've all been there, and it's it's funny you say, oh, you got JV, but the problem is if Bassett looks sharp and Verlander goes down even a run or two against these Blue Jays, you don't really feel confident enough. All right, let's move it up. All right, I think this one, I think I'm finally going to bet this one. And again, I'm going to have to go against something I already said. So it's the Mariners and my boy Luis Castillo minus 105. Gosh, you're giving me – anytime I can get Castillo at minus 105, especially down at J-Rod, is kind of woken up. It's hard for me to avoid it, but they're going up against those Texas Rangers. The White Wolf of Winterfell, John Gray, he's been really good. 2-8 ERA, 111 whip. I'm not sure if I'm totally buying it, right? The earned indicators are all at 4.5 and, and or above. The K rate is right at 20, which is not really great. Now, the ball rate is really low. The first strike rate is high. Those are good. But a lot of it is just kind of – a lot of it is just kind of mad. It's, it's really just been bad. Now, he's also really struggled at home, so this is what I'm hoping to lean on. Again, I don't have a ton here. I'm going with Castillo because, to me, he's the GOAT. Gray has really struggled at home, 275 BA, 5X fit, more than 2 over 9. So give me Seattle to win this one outright. I saw minus 105. You could probably get even money somewhere, even minus 110, you know, whatever. Again, it's, you know, we're using betstamp.app forward slash cold to the pen. People make you really should sign up to this thing. It's funny, you know, like it's a pretty good tool. Stu, I always joke about this stuff. It's like, you, I know we're the same. We don't, you don't want to show for something that's that sucks. But like, could you imagine going in a store and being like, here's the thing that you want? And then here's the same thing next to it, but it's 10% cheaper. Here's the same thing next to that, but it's 10% more expensive than the first one, which is 20% more expensive than the second one. <laughs> And it's just, it's amazing that people, I, I get it, you know, I think it's like a comfort level, but part of betting is being uncomfortable, being outside your comfort zone. So sign up to BetStamp and, you know, go bet these sites where the prices are. I mean, again, if you told me that you could add 10% ROI, always positive, right? Because you don't you don't take a bet that you don't, you don't think a bit worse price. You only take better prices. I'd say, you know, where do I sign up? So the answer would be BetStamp. 
All right, talk to me, man. Seattle, you like Texas? Because the Texas offense, dude, they rock. They rock. And I know I could easily get this stuck in my eye, and I just have to bet something. And I love Castillo, so talk to me, dude. I was looking at the first. I was looking at the first five under and the full game under yesterday. I like Gray a little bit more than you do. I understand. I, I think he's getting out of. He's kind of getting into some pickles and getting out of them so far this year. But he's he gives you consistency. You really know what you're going to get with Gray. But the thing that held off was the home numbers, which you just said is. And obviously, this Rangers offense is so good on the other side that there always is the potential. If it is a Castillo, you know, down outing that they go off. So for me, that kind of took the under out of consideration. But I'm obviously a huge Castillo fan. I do have some futures on him, thanks to my guy, player prop Savon. And he's been, oh, he's been fantastic to us this year. It's really hard to bet against that guy. I like this Rangers offense. Here's the thing about the Rangers offense, though. I bet on them a lot. Josh Jung, I hit his home run a couple days in a row earlier this year. Big fan. When you look at these guys, they hit the ball. They also strike out a lot. Castillo to lead today's slate and strikeouts is one that did stick out to me at 14 to 1. A lot of those guys aren't going to make it past the fifth inning, even above him. I love Cabrera, but it's no guarantee that Cabrera makes it to the sixth inning. Castillo is consistently getting to the seventh inning, so we know the volume is there. He has more guaranteed volume than almost anyone else on the slate. And now we have the strikeout upside with the Rangers offense, who if they're not barreling up the ball, they're striking out. So 14 to 1, I think Castillo is a good number right there. Yes, Matty W, he's with you. You know, John Gray has been great lately. But, right, similar to Bassett, it's almost like when a guy's doing that for a little bit too long, that's where I get the right of something just pulling it back. So I just think we might – although I am with you. I have okay, – um, anyone that follows my work and follows the algo stuff, you know, everything is kind of graded, and I format everything so people can read it. And I even designed it on a scale for that we can understand, right, where numbers are similar to scores. But, man, everything is so close. Like, generally, if I have a score within a half a run or less – it's usually a pass. My entire board is like white today. You're right. We look for either bright red. We look for bright blue. The things that are the high overs, high unders. I just got a, a, a gray. <laughs> Today's 50 shades of gray. That's my thing today. But yeah, I guess I also would have, I would have went under if it was four and a half, but I think the under is four. Can you just check it really quick, Jay? If the F5 is U four and a half, I will go with that. If it's U four, I don't like to go U four, Stu. That's it. Maybe it's just me. Yeah, no. so forget it. We missed that boat, no. everybody. I'm That's with okay. you. I'm with you. It was same thing too. Same. It was even moving on me last night when I was looking at it. So I kind of, I kind of <laughs> figured it'd be out of range. I, I got you on that. Again, Maddie W. Be sure to send John edible. And I saw an edible, and I was like, oh, what a cool guy. And it says an edible arrangement. Well, I guess that's okay. You can send me edibles. You can you can keep the arrangement if you want. <laughs> hey, just not before the show. We want the same energy after the show. You can relax. Yeah, then. dude. I don't. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Up or down, left or right. Believe it or not, this is me on my absolute best behavior, which is just absolutely, which is really absurd. If I even get you in the pub. You better know one thing, brother. You better not have car keys on you. We'll mail them back to your house because you and you put and with your wallet. We're gonna mail your your car keys with your wallet because you're stumbling home and it's on me, brother. Because that's how I rock and roll. I mean, seriously, if we ever have one of these like, fantasy football events in the city, I'm gonna make it out for one. We'll just go absolutely bananas. I did one of the fantasy baseball. I did actually that was fantasy football, but it was just funny. It was a little bit nerdier than I was like ready to. I'm like I went through a blittery. I got like bloods and stuff. And, you know, nothing, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> you know, saying that, that the dancing video. Video of you, I believe on a cruise ship, I believe, is like an all-time Twitter video. If you, just really- I, 
Well, I, there's no doubt in my mind that you are the life of, like, after seeing that video, no doubt in my mind. Okay, okay, in case no, people do not know, that is true. <laughs> this is dead up truth. And if you want, you can check it on Twitter. If you search my name in the word Cruz, it'll, it'll come up because I only tweet a baseball, so, like, rare stuff. And, yes, I, I won a <laughs> I won a cruise-wide dance contest. <laughs> and the damn thing was like 40 minutes long, bro. I was exhausted. The last song was Time of My Life from Dirty Dancing. And I would just have my shirt off. And like, it was just absolutely ridiculous. But I, I'm a, again, I'm a, I'm a fringe lunatic. I, I admit it. But brother, I enjoy this life. And I, the pat, you know, for me, for me, it's all about people and it's all about passion. And, you know, again, I know we spun away from baseball for a minute, but I, I think that's what people think about our work, right? Because it's that. It's that same laser focus that I put into it because, man, I love it so much. But also, when I'm away from this, man, you should be having fun. You know, I enjoy my my family. I enjoy my friends and stuff like that. Some people like so negative. Anyway, that's enough of the real life stuff. Let's get back into the baseball. So give me Seattle. And, and again, this is an interesting one. All right, let's think of the K-Props. And I want to hear some stuff in the comments because I, I kind of want the wisdom of the crowd. So if we're looking for the, the highest strikeout leader on the day, I think there are two ways to approach this. We mentioned it off air. You can either look for the pitcher with all the strikeout stuff, or you could look for the team that strikes it a lot. Now, in a perfect world, you get them both, but that would probably be the worst odds. So I want everybody to just keep that in mind because Stu mentioned Castillo, the volume and the skills to get the strikeouts. The Rangers don't really strike out, but that doesn't mean that in a single game they won't. And I want to be very clear about that. Doesn't that uh, there are is, is, Definitely two ways, right? We've seen, whatever, Miles Mikolas has had a 10-strikeout game. So it could be anybody. Imagine what those odds were. He was probably 200 to 1 that day to lead the day in strikeouts, and uh, he did it. All right, next up, it's the GOAT on GOAT action. Again, I'm just stuck on this one. If there's one game I'm going to be watching, it's the Angels and Shohei Otani going to the Astros and Framber Valdez. Oh, man, this one's going to be awesome to watch. Pretty even split. Angels minus 115 feed, minus 125 on the Houston side. I mean, Otani has looked like a Cy Young. I know the ERA is a bit up, but I popped the hood. Everything looking good. Sub one sub one whip, sub three ERA, 35% K, 15 swing strike, 35 whiff, 79 zone contact. I mean, all the stuff that you look for. So I guess at the same time, we probably have to look at him. He's got to be near the top of the board. Showing at times actually the leader. So I don't think I would ever bet the leader. He's at plus 450 to lead the day in strikeouts. But you got to think he's probably going to do work. Houston's starting to get up off the mat on offense, though. 325 OBP, 765 OPS. More importantly for Houston, Stu, and I generally talk about this with good teams, when they start to show discipline, right? So when a team like Houston, 20% K, 9% walk, 88 zone contact, meaning what? They're being selective. And when a team like Houston is being selective, the chances are the batted ball quality is right behind you, right? Like you want, you need Jordan Alvarez to swing a bad pitchers. You need Kyle Tucker to swing a bad pitchers because if, if they're swinging a good pitchers, right, for, for them, you're in a lot of trouble. So as much as I like Otani, and I know it's a race to 15 outs, I struggle there. I love Framber Valdez. I've been talking smack about him taking victory laps for the past week because I have him as on my, I had him on my preseason Cy Young ticket, and he looks phenomenal. But I'm stuck, man. I don't. I just don't know. I like both these offenses. I can't bet against L.A. when Trout is hitting because he just kills. You know, he kills you. Otani's hitting right now too. So I'm like, I guess I'm watching this one. I would have went under the four and a half, but it's also at four and three and a half. 
dude, I just got like a blank ticket today. Yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, hey, my favorite play is obviously no runs first inning minus two hundred. I'm just kidding, just kidding. I know the whole world <laughs> is going to be on. I'm just you know, you won't get that here. And same kind of thing, guys. Looking at the it. first, yeah, I was looking at the first five under. I'm thinking about it, but it's it's at that four now. It's at that even number now. It's three and a half. The plus money is not bad, but it's it's one mistake from either of these guys, and it's over the number. So. It's, it's it feels like one I'm gonna have to be watching with you right there. I mean, absolutely outstanding pitching matchup, phenomenal game. Yeah, but it's hard to find the angles on it when you have two great pitchers like this on the mound. So, unfortunately, yeah, you know, I don't have any bets. A lot of there are a lot of cappers that love these types of games, and I feel like listen, you know, yeah, you, you're flipping a coin, really, you know. And, and again, that the odds are you know pretty much there, although minus one twenty five is really a coin flip. But that's really it. You know, you're you're just kind of hoping. Because I don't think there is an edge here. This is an awesome game. This is going to have playoff vibes. These are these are really tight. All right, next up, the other side. What's the what's the opposite of a playoff vibe? That would be Rockies and Royals. So we could break this one down. This one's a pretty simple for me. Chase and I had Chase Anderson. Now I'm actually seeing that he might have gotten swapped. I don't know. They keep. Oh no no. He's he, they they did lock him in. So Chase Anderson has a one three ERA with a point seven WHIP. He has a five and a quarter Sierra, twelve percent K, seventeen WHIP. So. Jordan Lyles on the other side has a 7 ERA, 864 OPS. Just give me the over on this one, right? Can we get nine? Is it over 9.5? I'm going to go full game, Jay, because – well, first of all, I prefer to go over with full games because of bullpens and the ghost runner. But also in this one, I think we get some love from the pens themselves because I think they're pretty terrible. Colorado bullpen last 54 innings has a 6 ERA, 1.6 whip, and two homers per nine. Kansas City has a 4.6 Sierra. 12 and a half walk rate, nine barrel, and five losses in the past two weeks. So, again, if I ever, if I'm looking for scoring, Stewie, you could chime in on this also. For me, I like my unders to be F5. I like my overs to go full game. So, give me, oh, wow, Jay's actually got an 09 on the board. Let's get, I actually got that this morning and I thought we were going to lose it. So, 09 is like a smash. Yes, like smash that for sure. Go ahead, Stewie. No, I'm with you in this one, too. And I do like a lot of the, the kind of lower guys in the Royals lineup at time. Prado has been really good to me so far this year when you just sneak him in there. He's like minus 130 for a hit a lot of the time. It's up to like minus 160, so you probably got to find a parlay piece. But I'm with you. I like the over. I like the offense. Neither of these pitchers is too scary. Lyles is better at home. He's always been that way, a little bit more consistent at home. But Lyles, he's an innings eater at this point in his career. We know what we're getting. You're going to get five innings, maybe six innings. He's going to give up three to four runs. Runs, probably walk to and give up five or six hits along the way. I like when Jordan Lyles pitches because we know how consistent he is. He's very average. He's going to be out there. And I think that means we get a high run environment. So obviously Blackman, I think is a pretty solid target for the hits as well in this one. I don't have any bets in it so far, but I do like the over. I'm with you there. Yeah. Maddie also has the Colorado F5 at plus money, which I could, I could certainly dig on again when, when you're dealing in an F5, you're only, you're only two edge. There's only two phases, I should say, right? No bullpen. Well, hopefully. I think Chase has the greater than sign over Lyles. I also think the Rockies right now have the greater than sign over the Royals. But I think the Anderson regression game is coming today. And again, this happens all the time. These kind of really, right, we quote-unquote bad offenses, the Royals offense is playing very poorly. It just kind of happens, right? You know, and nobody gets shut out every single day. All of these teams do kind of turn around. And there was one bright spot for the Royals that I noticed and you don't see this a lot. So the Royals are actually top five in expected Woba against righties the last 30 days. Like, no, that's not nothing. You face a lot of righties. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's the entire league. So the content quality apparently is picking back up. Maybe we've seen the Royals kind of do this roller coaster thing. They might be heading back upward. So I, I think we go over that nine easily. All right, let's move it on. We still got a bunch of games to go. Next up, Cleveland and the Guardians. Aaron Savali plus 115 dogs going to Minnesota, barely over. Uh, dude, these are like – maybe it's me. Maybe I'm too, like, personally attached to my fantasy guys. Like these are my pitchers, but they're they're not mine because they took me out to, to dinner. They're mine because they I like them because they do a lot of things that I like. So I don't like to bet against them. I really like Savali, two eight ERA, one zero WHIP, five fifty OPS. He's been very good. Also, very strong signals coming from the training camp and the rehab stuff he was doing. Then Bailey Ober, two seven ERA, one flat WHIP, six hundred OPS. He's been great. He's not walking anybody. He doesn't throw any balls. He gets a tons of chases. He wins in the zone. So thirty seven chase rate, eighty two zone contact. Like he's very hard to get a handle on. You know, he has a two oh nine max batting average, lefty righty splits. So like no one's hitting more than two ten off these guys. Like I just have a hard time sinking my teeth into it. Maybe part of it is me struggling to adjust to this again offensive driven environment neither one of these teams is hitting worth a lick so i guess maybe i should be looking at the other is this one four and a half jay if this one's under four and a half i would go under four and a half f5 in this one all right yeah yeah okay so i'll take that one for a play that one i will i've actually you know what believe it or not which is funny i've actually done pretty well going under now in this environment but also Stu, it's because i i think it's because i think the books are are being a little lofty with these lines I think they know the public doesn't like to go under, and to play it safe, they push it up. They'll push it up to four and a half, because they yeah. know if they go four, we're all going over. Every the whole if they go four, the whole world goes over, and if they go four and a half, a bunch of people still go over. But then just a few of the hopefully the sharps like us, we're gonna go under. So I'm gonna go under this one. Talk to me again. This one was like this one was one one going into the fifth, and then like yesterday it spun out of control. So I don't really want any part of the bullpens. These offenses kind of whack. So talk to me. Well, I'm also curious, do you care about the Twins, like, pulling their guys out last game in the fifth and, like, these antics? They're all all hurt. They're all substitute. You know, that – you know what's funny? You mentioned that before. We were talking about pitfalls with prop betting. So I want to thank you for bringing that up because, dude, I – oh, my God. L for love, dude. L for love. I bet a player that got pinch hit for, and I've never been more embarrassed as a handicapper in my life. So, yeah, substitutions and stuff keep an eye on but can you oh, can you believe that a pinch? I got pinch hit for. Oh, but that's what happens when you chase these splits, right? So when you chase the heavy split, Zach McKinstry's leading off. But then yeah. if he come, you know the lefty comes in, he comes out. Lamont Wade, these guys, it happens. So go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, especially too when you dip into some of the the later guys in the lineup. I've had it too. It it, it, it yeah. hurts really bad. Like, yeah, yeah, oh. I know exactly what you mean. It, it oh. like you feel it in your heart a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> he's not even gonna get that third or fourth that back. Come on, but yeah, that's how it is. As for this game, I mean, Savali was a guy that I didn't mind, you know, attacking in the hit parlays last year. You know, he's going to give you some chances to put the ball in play. That's the, his style of play out there. But obviously, like you say, he's been pretty good so far. And I just – the Twins offense is not the team that I trust to do that. They're kind of like my second Mets, man. I can't – I mean, it's – honestly, yeah. it's not like they're having too many great stretches. Gallo started out the year pretty odd. But the, the lineup isn't really scary right now. And, and then on the other side of the ball – it's not scary either. So the only thing thinking through this, I think I'm just going to tail you on that first five under and move on right here because I don't want to mess with either of these offenses in this game. I really, I always find it interesting, the teams that mess up people. So you and I have both struggled with the Mets. 
I've actually done really well with the, go figure, go figure. I've done well with the Twins because I've been short on their offense. So I like I like Varland, I like Sonny Gray, I like Pablo Lopez, and then I kind of short the offense and I've been getting these unders. Mine is the uh, usually the White Sox, which is our segue into the next one. This one I couldn't have pulled. I don't know if I've ever pulled an over faster in my life. I was waiting for this to get pulled up. So Jay, just pre-smash the over for us. It's Detroit. Tigers, Los Tigres, and Reese Olsen, plus 140 dogs over to the White Sox and Mike Mike Clevenger. I, I couldn't – what is this – where is this one? I'm willing to go – and as long as it's nine and a half, we want to go over. This one I was really shocked. Okay, so Reese Olsen, again, he's debuting. He has a 6-4 ERA and a 1-8 whip in the minor leagues with a 12.5% walk rate. Uh, yeah, that's not – that's not going to play in the minor leagues. It's probably not going to play in the pros. So if anybody has a chance of getting smoked for five runs in the first, you got to think it's Detroit. Then Clevenger on the other side, 1-5 whip, 4-6 ERA, but all the indicators are terrible. Sierra at 5 and a quarter, X, uh, expected K minus walk ERA at 5 and a quarter, you know, double-digit walk rate, 21 whiff, 89 zone contact. He's not really doing anything good. Detroit offense hasn't been great, but they do get on base. They haven't. They've been walking and, like, Showing the discipline stuff, hitting the ball hard, believe it or not. So I'm just over. To me, this is an easy over. Jay, Jay, was it nine or nine and a half? It doesn't matter. I want it. I want it either way. Wait, I shit me not. Eight <laughs> and a half. Get out. No, did it happen? Oh my goodness, no. Did it actually happen? Oh no, no, no. You know what's funny? I got eight and a half myself this morning, assuming it would go up. Okay. I almost lost CLV. Still, I don't. I know I'm like kind of an arrogant dude. I never. I never eat CLV. I swear to God, I never eat CLV. We literally go months, months without a single bet going against us. Again, I think I speak to the general market. I think I've also put – I work what I believe are the public understandings into my work. So that – like I use the stuff that I think people use. So that's why I think I'm in front of prices, which really bugs me out. So why is this only eight and a half? And tell me that this game's going to end one zero. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I haven't had any lines for this all morning in terms of the yeah, prop department. Out, like, recently, yeah. yeah, so I mean, I was kind of just waiting to see what it was. I Like you, I was definitely expecting a nine and a half at least, not even a nine even, to be completely honest right there. So the eight and a half definitely is a good number, and especially what you love to see with those underlying numbers with these guys that if you're not getting – we've seen it. I don't know about what, how you feel about this. I feel like we've seen more guys that aren't ready called up this year than I can remember. Like we're just throwing guys into the fire. This year, I don't know if that's a new kind of, you know. Well, there's been a lot of injuries, right? A lot of yeah. injuries, and then the actual new pace is throwing people off. That's true. And yeah, it's 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 been it's been wild. I that I could I think for sure I could say I can't remember ever seeing so many minor league pitchers getting promotions with eight ERAs, exactly. and ten ERAs. And you're like, yeah, listen, listen, I'm all about. In fact, if I, if I was running an organization, I'd be the first guy to bring up the 19-year-old throwing 103 because he's going to get hurt before he gets up to the big leagues. Let's get those bullets up here before we're throwing sh- shitty, you know, shitty Fujinami, Shitaro Fujinami. <laughs> Again, whatever. I don't know that these teams are so – I honestly think we – I was reading about this. I think it was the athletic – not the shameless. It wasn't my work. I'm not, I'm not up there with those big dogs. It was like the Rosenthal crew, like the big dogs, talking about how teams are just reticent to, like, make tra- – it's almost like fantasy, right? They don't want to make trades because they don't want to look stupid. Like, they don't want to lose and get abused. That's so dumb. That's like the dumbest. Yep. That's the worst approach. Pull the trigger and just move forward. If you can if you can validate the trade, you move forward. Because right now, you suck. Right? And if you suck, 
you should be doing things to get better. And there are a lot of teams that I don't feel like they're doing that. So anyway, I mean, Detroit, and, not that I don't mean to bash Detroit. All their pitchers are hurt, right? They, you know, they've been sitting on Manning and Mize and they just, they yeah. keep uh, Turnbull and Scooble. They can't keep any of these guys healthy. So it's not the bash him. I get it. Just, I don't know how this is eight. I really can't believe this is eight and a half. Like that. that is one of the wilder lines I can think of, right? You know, we, you, like you said, if it's not up, you have in your mind where you think it should be, right? This is what we do. I was like, I, I, like I'm still in like visibly uh-huh. shocked that it was eight and a half, not even an even on. Like you said, all right, moving up. We still got a, we still got a bunch of new, but I think we can we can speed through some of this. It's the Cubs and James and Tyon who has objectively been just awful going to San Diego against Michael Waka Waka Waka, who's been objectively awesome, dude. I I don't think I can bet against Waka anymore. I, I, every game, my model was saying go against him for the first five, was, and now I'm just like, let this guy let this guy throw that change up. It seems to be working for him. Cubs offense has also been terrible. So I don't know if they're going to bail us out. 207 batting average, 641 OPS. Not to be outdone, San Diego with a 205 batting average last 500 PAs. Although they did score double-digit runs yesterday, and I believe when you have that kind of talent, it could kind of turn on in a, in a blink, right? I mean, it could turn on in a blink, right? It's only a blink before Soto and Tatis are red hot, and all of a sudden, oh, wow, who cares about the last 500 play appearances? They scored 30 runs in the past three days or whatever. So I'm kind of stuck here. I, I guess it's – I mean, I guess – it's Waka. It kind of feels like a donkey play to pay juice for a guy you don't really like. I don't know how to talk to me. And again, I, I get nothing. Yeah, no, I mean, this is an inch. Hey, I'm I'm a big fan of Cardinals reclamation projects as a Nationals fan. I was big on the Trevor Rosenthal bandwagon. I don't know if you remember that. He turned out to be one of the worst relievers ever. But I was still <laughs> on Waka coming to this year. I mean, I believe in the Cardinals, or at least I did believe in the, that version of the Cardinals, right? That right, right. <laughs> so I could see Waka improving. Not to this level, though. Hats off to Waka. But for me, the bet in this one, I've won Soto to score a run at minus 110. And right here, the reason I didn't go hit is exactly what we've been talking about all day long. Soto could walk three times in this game but i want to be able to bet on that i want to be able to take advantage of him being on base so for that reason i'm going to the runs market you could also go hits runs rbis as well but i mean it's one of those situations too where tyone can get lefties out to save his life i mean like 350 batting average 670 slugging additionally like 10 walks in like 60 at bats against lefties we know juan soto is gonna walk we know he gets on base this is plus 105 now nice i i didn't get to look at it yet this morning i only just saw the first number last night if you're getting that at plus money, I absolutely love Soto um, to get the job done today. And I, I mean, I like a lot of lefties, even though Pretty they're not sure. I like him. I like Cronenworth. I think these yeah, guys yeah. can get on base right here, but I think Soto to score a run is, is my favorite play. Yeah, see, listen, San Diego is, I mean, top five in walks, top five in chase, but also top five in doubles and home runs. How do you score runs? You walk and then double. And yep. so that's pretty, that's a, that's a sharp one. Probably a really good way to go about one soda. You know what I mean? Just, he's a unicorn in that matter. A guy that could just it really kill you with the patience. We, I love the stick. I love the talent. Listen, he's a goat. I love him. But yeah, it can be frustrating. So that's a little less frustrating because regardless of the pathway to getting on base, then you could kind of rely on any guy. I mean, you know, Tyon has been, he's been gross. Cubs bullpen also last 44 to third, five ERA, 165 whip. 46% hard hit rate, one and a half over nine. So you could get bailed out at the end also, which again, you know, I think prop bets, are, man, we've been, this, a lot of sharp um, warning signs for prop bets. One of the other ones is bullpens. I've made that mistake also, Mono, Orioles. where I've been so in love with the start, where I've been so in love with the, with the opening matchup that I kind of ignored not just a good bullpen, but a rested bullpen. And mm. getting like the aces, you know what I mean? You're like, I'm gonna beat up on Cal Quantrill, but Cal Quantrill walked the guy you wanted. 
And now, you know, you get Stefan and you get Classe at the end and you're like, oh, damn, what am I doing? Or the Orioles, you're like, wait, I don't want to face Cano and Padilla. I don't want that. That's not my bet. I want that. Wait, 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 wait. And all of a sudden, right, you're, you're kind of up shit's creek a little bit. So, again, Amato just dropping dimes. We may have to call you Apollo, Apollo for this one. All right, that was quality. Next up, Atlanta Braves, Chopping Braves. Charlie Morton, minus 115. Favorites going to the desert to face Arizona and Merrill Kelly, plus 110. Both these guys have been looking really good as of late. Morton especially turned a corner that last start. Kelly has been, I mean, maybe like one of the most improved players in the entire yeah. league. Again, a guy I used to go up against. Like, oh, he's a contact guy. He's kind of a junk baller. 283 ERA, 1-0 whip. I mean, he's doing really good. 27% K, 12 swinging strike, 27 whiff is really good. 37-0 swing, 48 ground ball, doing all the things that you kind of like to see. But got to beat that Braves offense, which I don't know if you follow. I know, you know you're a really busy dude, but I feel like we've identified Atlanta is a sellout for power team, right? So Atlanta, last 500 PAs. They have a sub-300 OBP. They have a 5% walk rate. 12 and a half swing strike, 35 chase. That's atrocious, all bottom five. However, number one in pull rate, number one in hard hit, number one in barrel. You know, so like that's selling. They're, they're big time selling out. They're also a lot better against lefties and righties. McKellie's a righty. You think Merrill Kelly can dodge the raindrops and beat the Braves? I, I couldn't get to this one. Again, I, I, I don't know. I could see the case for the under. I could see the case for the Braves. I, I guess I could see the case for the Diamondbacks, but I'm I'm just I have a hard time trying to beat Acuna and Alonzo, uh Olsen and uh, Riley and you're like Albie. You're like, what did I do to myself? That's what happened. You go up against a Braves. Like, what did I do? <laughs> what well, have I done and for me too? As a guy that bets hit parlays every day, I'm getting like five questions a day. Like, listen, should I bet Olsen? Should I bet Riley? Should I bet? It's like. I don't know. These guys are all still freaking good. You know, it's like, yeah. it's really hard for me to even nail down. So for me, it's normally just the Braves. Obviously, first five team totals would I normally go to. I didn't bet that here. I don't mind the first five over in general because I do like the Diamondback side a little bit. They've been really freaking good to me on offense so far this year. I, I mean, Corbin Carroll's a guy that, I mean, I don't know if you've seen what he's on pace for, like 45 stolen bases, 25 home runs. I see why they paid the guy that big money. I'm not going to him today. Just wanted to give a little bit of a shout out right there. I like Cattell Marte total bases in this one. I also do like Guriel. The number one thing I look through, obviously we know more and he's pretty consistent home away, left versus right. The OBA is pretty yeah. similar. What I want to look at is who's going to be able to hit that curveball. We know he's one of the heaviest usage curveball yeah. guys in the league. So Marte and Guriel, Yell are the first two guys that stick out. Batting average, XBA, X slugging. Those are the two guys that have been crushing the curveball. And obviously, that four seam fastball is like a 400 OBA for Morden as well, which Marte shouldn't have any problem with. So I like to tell Marte total bases. I like Guriel. And I, I I think I like the first five over, but Kelly's just been good. So I haven't yeah. really been able to pull the trigger, but it's surprising. It's never the brave side that you're thinking about it for me, at least. But yeah, yeah. close game. It should I, be good. I, I got my, I got my scores up and it's 50 shades of gray. I got, you know, I know that I not to beat people with the decimal points. The idea of the decimal points is just to give you an idea of just how close, right? Teams can always score full runs, but the, the, beauty of the model is it, it can shade and give you kind of a relative strength and man i just have it tied although the one thing that i do have sticking out is that is the full game jay do me a favor is the full game over move up to nine and a half when i ran it this morning i had a okay so i'm gonna go under nine and a half on this one actually that's what i do want again i'm kind of just going with my algo strength here and that's one of the hits that i do have so i have this one ending fourth like i have this one ending four three maybe four maybe four four 
So that was it was this game opened at nine, which is why I said, oh well, you got to be careful. Another sharp thing for people to think about: if you're handicapping and you come up with four four, yeah, you don't want nine because four four is a law, right? Four four is a loss. But that's where that nine and a half man. If I'm in, again, I talk about this all the time. Not having the the confidence sometimes to bet the model. When I get more than a full run hit strength, I'm, I'm on it. So give me the other on that full one. Or right, let's move it on. The next one, you're just watching these, man. It's Yankees and Dodgers, bro. Severino and Kershaw. Like, who is betting this? I'm not sure who bets on this. I guess, listen, if anyone has a sharp take, by all means, drop it here. I can tell you right now, I'm not doing anything with this one. Yankees plus 115, not bad. Dodgers minus 140 feels a bit heavy, especially because the Yankees are, are hitting again. You know, they're top three in home runs, top 10 OPS, making contact, putting the ball in the air. They've also had a very strong lefty-righty split. But to put a number on that in particular, Yankees, 346 expected Woba versus lefty. So on. they're very good against lefties, but I'm not trying to push around Kershaw. I'm just leaving this one. I'm going to watch this one. It'll be all nice and late. I'll, you know, pack a bowl and watch this one, but that's about it. Yeah, it feels like the MLB really took advantage of no NBA playoffs. They said, we're going to roll out the ace late today, but I'm with you, man. It makes it so hard to actually bet on those games. Severino's obviously been a stud in his first two outings so far this year. He's not sure, you know, how long that's going to hold on for. I think there's some regression coming, but also the innings. We don't even really know how deep he's going to get into this game. And yeah, Kershaw on the other side is obviously tough to bet against. Same thing. It's a big screen game. You sit back, enjoy, heat up a little bit of food from earlier in the night, and you go to bed to this one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, next one I do have a hit on. I want to be a little bit quick because we want to recap. So I will cut right to the lead. It's the Blackbirds, Orange Vest, and Dean, Crispy Creamer, going up against the Giants and Logan Webb, one of my favorite uh, pitchers in this young season. So I, I know for a fact I want the Giants to cover. What I didn't see, Jay, do me a favor. Can I see the F5 cover? If the F5 cover is juiced, I'll just take the full game. But if we can get our hands on the first five without – Crazy juice. Now, I don't want the 125. I'm going to go all the way because the reason being, again, I want, I'd like to add the context to it. There, there's no perfect way to do this stuff, people. But, again, it's, it's on the sheets. The Giants bullpen has been un, unhittable. You know, they just pitch after everyone's sleeping. Check it out. 56 and two-thirds inning. 2-3 two, Sierra. 0.7 ERA. A 0.7 whip. 34% K to 5% walk, 26 hard hit, half a home run nine. I mean, that is like they have just, the last three or four innings have been zero. That's it. You get, no, you get nothing against the Giants. The Baltimore bullpen we know is good. We know the offense is okay also. I've been having my eye on the Giants offense, which has kind of been getting pretty good as well. You know, you add a couple they, – right, you add a couple sticks there, and it, it, it's made a difference, right, getting – um everybody's just back. Right? Hanegar's back. Just everybody's back. And now Conforto is actually playing and all that stuff, so – I like the Giants to cover up just because I think Webb. I think Webb is really like the GOAT. 270 ERA, one flat whip. I mean, Sierra right at three, 5% walk, 33 balls. Just It's everything that we kind of look for, keep the ball down in this environment. So, yeah, give me the Giants to cover it up. What kind of juice? I saw some lovely juice on the Giants cover. We still get that? Plus 125 or something? Yeah, plus 125 I really like that because, I, again, I think we get it. We've seen the Orioles offense is good. But they have some serious issues, right? 11% swing to strike, 33 chase. They into a ton of ground ball double plays. They also have a 45% ground ball rate as a team, 7% barrel last 500. So I think right now is a good shot. Just Again, you know, we can't always be afraid of going up against any good offense. I think this is a good shot. So give me Logan Webb to cover it up. You like it right here? 
I mean, I'm kind of, I'm just a big Logan Webb fan. When he's on the mound, I mean, I'm just a fan of the way he, like, he, it feels like we don't have that many real pitchers anymore. He's yeah. not just a thrower. He's a pitcher. Like, every move, it really feels calculated. I'm a bit, I don't want to get too deep. I'm a big Logan Webb fan. I have no bets in this game, but I think I'm going to follow you on that one. I like, and I mean, if you want to laugh at something, look at Kramer's numbers versus lefties. Guy can't get a lefty out to save his life this year. So, I'm a big fan of that. I think this will be, you know, this probably won't make the TV, to be honest. But I'm, I'm a Logan Webb fan, and I'll ride with you if you're betting that plus one and a half right there. Yeah. Plus yeah. Yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned all the goodness. Kramer is struggling against lefties. The Giants have a couple of really good ones. And, yeah, Webb's, Webb's just a man. So, all right, that will that'll do it, man. That's all. Stu, that was freaking awesome, bro, him. Uh, the comment section, loving it. Damani has and Matt Dump, get out of I love it. Man, I'll tell you, it's so, it's so cool to be meeting new people and then getting to actually know them a little bit further, yourself included, Stu. What a wild ride we've been on, man. From when I first kind of started, I've always, you know, respected your work. I've always followed it, looked up to it. I went from Man, to like watching your show and commenting on your YouTube show two years ago, you know, to now you're here sitting in the chair next to me. And it really is freaking cool. I want to congratulate you on the graduation. Also, my friend, he's more than just a gorgeous face, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> although, although we, we saw, did you get engaged lately also? That was, that's my co-host. We both got good news. Justin got engaged. Oh, that, oh I'm sorry. It was just, that's right. A lot, yeah, lots of, lots of, lots of happy hats going on at Pass the Prop. Well, you know what, man? Couldn't be happening to, you know, any, any better guys. So Stu, close out, promise, um, promote your stuff. Then Jay will bring up the bets and I'll do a quick recap. Go ahead, man. Yeah, sounds good. You can obviously find me on Pass the Prop in about five minutes now. We obviously ran a little bit longer. <laughs> Hopefully nobody's mad at you for 57 minutes. I know you're going for a little bit of short, but we can talk all day. We can do this show for yeah. five hours. I'd be perfectly fine if you turned the camera off and we just went over. You know, yeah. I love talking to people like you about baseball. I really do appreciate you having me on. There is no doubt no other show I'd rather come on here. And I really do appreciate the the comment from Damani right there about me being your favorite guest. Yeah, yeah killers on here i've watched all your guest shows so far yeah they're pretty, they're pretty crazy, so it really man. does mean a lot because like you said i do i really care a lot about this i know yep. you care a lot about this i'm glad yes. we're on the same page here and all we can ask for hopefully we get some winners so you can find yeah, we're, me we're, you know, we're, we're you know we're, we're we're you're welcome here anytime thank you for your personal time chamber bring up the bring up the bets do we right we better we made a couple of bets at least okay first up we got josiah gray is going to walk more than two and a half batters that was that better than Positive money, we love that. This is a Stewie special. Yandy Diaz over one and a half hits. You know, we love that. Plus 150 for a leadoff hitter on the best offense. Crazy. Um, over one and a half hits, I'm sorry, and over one and a half total bases. So we're gonna get them, we'll get those together, I think. Then Tyler Glass now under 14 and a half outs. As much as we like him, I don't think we're gonna get the workload. And like you mentioned, the management for the race. I think that was really sharp, too. I like Seattle and Luis Castillo to win outright, but I'm telling you, I am afraid of the Texas offense. I have to admit it. Uh Cleveland and Minnesota. Savali versus over, we're under, we're under the over, four and a half. How many idiots are going to make that bad joke today? Oh, my God. That's just awful. I feel so, I'm going to shower right after this. Colorado and KC, we're going over the game total at nine. Detroit and Chicago, we're going over eight and a half. I, I'm dead serious. I'm going to look for, like, alt props. I want to go over, like, mm -hmm. 16 and a half in this game. I'm going to look for this one to just absolutely blow up. We have Atlanta and Arizona in the pitching matchup. Morton and Kelly, we're going under nine and a half because that went up the other half run. We got Juan Soto over half a run. I love that play to try and circumvent the walks and then the Giants to cover up the run line. The one thing we didn't get to was that the strikeout props leaders just kind of looking quick, just looking really quick. There are only a few people, like you mentioned, Stu, that I think could even do it because we need 
distant. So, like, I don't know. Ober is 100 to 1. Savali is 90. Dude, Savali was 70 to 1 when the show started. He's now 90 to 1. What the hell is – what happened in the past 58 minutes that Aaron Savali is now, you know, 90, a 90 to 1 favorite? So, to be honest, people, I, check me out on Twitter. I'm going to – you check out the sheet. I'm going to open it for everybody to make it free because I think we got to get some love on – you know, Ober and Savali are both 70 to 1 or better. And then, you know, Logan Webb at 37 to 1. And then, oh, I mentioned Savali because of the way that they strike out. So the way the Twins are striking out. You mentioned Edward Cabrera is 7.5 to 1. Even that, listen, if you only have four picks, you can get a Cabrera slice where if any of them hit, the whole ticket is profitable. One thing I want, man, just really quick, Jay, we're going to go one minute over. And then still we'll go. We were talking about divvying up futures tickets. The reason why I didn't want to do it on the fly is because you want to tune the dials. Like that's, if you have a 70 to 1 and a 4.5 to 1, you don't want to take two bucks on each. In theory, you'd want to put you know 25 cents on one and, and $3 on the other one. That's why I didn't want to just rush to a chase. So thank you, everybody. Enjoy the weekend. Yo, props to Stu. Hit him up on Twitter. Make sure you check out his show. Him and Justin are just the best the best duo right now because I, I don't have a I don't have a partner like that. But you guys are just you guys have such a flow, the one plus one equals three. But I hope we got a little bit of that here. So thank you everybody. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the day. But we're done with the book. Enjoy that pay. And remember, when you work this freaking hard, yo, it feels a lot less like luck. Enjoy the weekend. Be back Monday. Peace.